everybody and welcome back to Doing Our Worst. This is going to be the season finale. So welcome and I hope you've enjoyed. Hi Beck. Hello. How are you? How's your week been? Um, week has been interesting, testing. Do you want to, um, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> well, um, my partner Jack has been very ill, um, bedridden and it's not even been man flu so I'll give him that. He has actually been we'll very, let very him, poorly. We'll let him off this time. <laughs> um, but that means that I've had to, I, I sound pathetic saying it, but I've had to look after the dog on my own and run the business and clean the house and do the washing. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but come Thursday, I was done. I was absolutely done. <sighs> Would you say the final straw for you is when Barney did a big shit on the floor? Well, Barney, by the way, is, is Beck's dog. dog, not Beck's boyfriend. <laughs> Barney and Jack, let's not get them confused. Um, yeah, so yeah. Thursday morning, this had been like a collection of frustration as we're going through the week. And Thursday morning, Thursday, like the sleep from Wednesday to Thursday, I must have had around two to three hours maximum. And then I got downstairs to find a big, massive poo. Um, and Barney's belly hasn't been the nicest this week, so you can understand what kind of poo it was, was, and then had continued to dribble that around the whole of the dining table. I forgot to tell you that bit. And so I was like, right, I'll take him for a walk. And um, we've got like a lovely walk that you have to drive to. It's about a five, 10 minute drive. So put him in the boot. He's not great in the car at the moment. He's still a puppy. He's only like three months. And I look into the rear view mirror to see him shitting all over the boot and then sit in it. Um, so I had to park the car at the local co-op and walk back with him with shit all over his tail and his legs and then walk back to get the car because there was no way that I was putting him back in the shitty boot to then shit again on the way back home. It was just wonderful. Wow. Excessive amounts of shitting. <laughs> oh yeah, Beck and I were going to record yesterday and Beck messages me at like 7.30 in the morning being like, I can't do this today. I it's just no can't do it. <laughs> I was, I was like, like to fair, try and be you know chirpy. What? It's a no from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd literally had a shitty morning. I did. Three lots of crap. Yes, all, all over. over the place. So, but to, today so is a new day. I've had a lovely walk with him this morning. We're again, we're friends again. Jack's feeling a little bit yeah. better. So we're on the way up. It's Friday. It's, it's Friday. the start of the weekend. Yeah. It's forgotten. Yesterday <laughs> didn't happen. No. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been really good, actually. Very chilled. I've just been, yeah, there's no real news. Went to Belfast over the weekend. Mm. That was great. Had a lot of fun there. And I am excited for today's episode. We are talking about manifestation, law of attraction. Ooh. All of that (laughs) stuff that either makes people really excited or makes people roll their eyes to the back of their head. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I have a feeling that the people listening to the podcast are probably kind of open to this stuff or Yes. You may have the, you might may surprise yourself with my viewpoints. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. My viewpoints may surprise you though yes. on this topic, but I know that you have probably had a bit more of I would say a straightforward uh journey with law of attraction manifestation. So how did you how old were you when you discovered it firstly? Like what how did you even discover this whole concept? 
So I think in pretty much every way that anyone discovers it is through the secret. I kind of feel like that's where everyone starts when it comes to self-development. It's the gateway. So, the gateway. The secret is a book um, about kind of law of attraction. There's a film on it as well. I think there's two now. They've got two out. Um, and I actually started reading it when I was in drama school because obviously, quote unquote, worst time of my life, as you all know, if you've been listening to the whole of every single um episode in this season I've spoke about it but I just needed something like bigger than me bigger than kind of the people around me bigger than drama school to kind of rely on or ask for wisdom and ask for like guidance and my housemates and I actually started reading The Secret and we would have been in third year at that point so I would have been near 20 21 and that's where it kind of all started to develop for me like we used to do silly things like we used to live on the northern line in London and we were on the high Barnet branch and there was always like no matter where you were and what you were doing it was always the branch that it wasn't yours you know like just every time you got to the Mm -hmm. tube you were like great 10 minute wait for the high Barnet branch so we used to do like let's manifest that it's gonna be the high bonnet branch and we all used to like Dream think big. of these together <laughs> yeah. that Dream was my manifestation guys um and like I used to do it for car parking spaces and just like really stupid things like that um but that's kind of where I got into it I don't think I necessarily went anywhere with that at that point I think I was too I think I was too depressed if I'm honest to even listen at that point um so it didn't really go any further than that but yeah that's where it started how about you I think it started for me when I was in my mid-20s. I don't think there was a lot of talk about it before Mm. then. I had heard of The Secret, but I'd never read it. And I read it around that time, but I don't actually know if that was my first foray into hearing about Law of Attraction. I think I remember, oh my God, I can't remember the name of this man. He used to do, and he probably still does actually, Notes from the Universe. And every day you could get an email delivered to you and I read a few of his books I should probably find out his name and I remember reading a few of his books and I think I was similar to you I was at a period of time where I think I was pretty unhappy desperate for answers there must be a reason why all of these things are happening (laughs) yeah why am I so miserable yeah and so that I think was my first experience in it and I used to listen to like Abraham Hicks and you know how you kind of go down that rabbit hole of Mm. you discover something for the first time and you want to learn everything about it because it sounds really magical and fun And then I started to become more skeptical about it, which I suppose we can come on to later on. But Mm. so you started off manifesting the the high Barnet branch, which (laughs) I love for you. (laughs) When did you start taking it maybe a little bit more seriously or looking into it a bit more? To be honest, I think it was probably when I started to do my NLP um, qualification Mm. and my hypnosis qualification, because that it's all the rage, right? When you're doing those sort of techniques because it does follow the same sort of principles. You are working with the subconscious mind to make sure that you're in line of the same vibration of the, like all of those sort of things. So there's a lot of those words came out. Um, Like I was a massive fan of Tony Robbins, which I know he kind of, Tony Robbins, Joe Dispenza, is more my type of manifestation. They don't really call it manifestation and neither do I. I very, very, very rarely use that word. Um, So I think it was like around that time that I started to do NLP and hypnotherapy. And then I was like, wow, like, okay, 
I now have physical evidence that this actually does work. But I think because I had listened to the secret and a lot of the secret, and I'm not shitting on the secret because there's a there's a place for it, but a You're lot not of- doing a Barney. <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely not doing a Barney. Um, I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying bad things about the secret, but you, you almost read the secret and think, well, okay, well, if I just think positive and put a picture up on my wall, then it's going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I took from the secret. And that is just not the case at all, which I guess is where your yeah. skepticalness comes in skepticism mm-hmm. skepticism yes <laughs> that's a lovely word um, i think it's where a lot of people where their skepticism comes from i think reading the secret and being like mm. okay so i just yeah. think about wanting a million dollars and i get a million dollars okay yeah. it's like yeah i can see how stupid that sounds yeah and i think the way that they tell the stories like if you actually watch the film the way that they kind of mm. they're like i was in my office this one day and I saw this picture of this million dollar house and all of a sudden, boom, there it was. Like, I'm just like, Mm. no, like it just doesn't. And I think I then started to get really frustrated with it because I was like, well, I'm fucking thinking these things and I've got the vision board and, you know, it's not happening. And going on from that, you know, um, was it 2020? I did do it again to that extent as in like I put a post-it note with 20k months on this post-it note and I literally had it at my bedside table for so long and I remember finding it halfway through it would have been 2021 and being like oh my god that has literally come to fruition now like I have stepped into that and I, I remember having that moment but that was down to the the subconscious work that I'd done and the action that I took so it felt different at that point so I think it was yeah, it. I just don't really vibe with how they do it on The Secret, if I'm honest. Yeah, and I'm the same as you. I hate the word. I actually kind of cringe at the word manifestation yeah. because I, I think it sounds too wishy-washy and I am all for yeah and it's like quite funny because I can be a bit of a contradiction at times because anyone that knows me knows that I love a tarot reading obsessed with psychics I find them fascinating and I do believe there are things that we can't always explain that happen and we don't it would be arrogant of us to think that we know everything and I'm not saying that I think that everyone that claims to be a psychic is is Mm. true Uh, obviously there are scammers out there and there are people that aren't very gifted or whatever but I there I've experienced some things in my life guys that I can't explain Mm -hmm. and I think the same thing with law of attraction manifestation but I also look at it more from and I believe you're the same from a psychological point of view yeah which is what I prefer because if you so for example uh, we have a filter in our brains called the reticular activating system and law of attraction obviously hints at this but it doesn't use it in as as many words does it it doesn't really refer to the reticular activating system so essentially the, the the classic example is say you bought a new car and when you get this new car say if it was like my first ever car the Volkswagen Golf and all of a sudden you start noticing that you're seeing Volkswagen Golfs everywhere. Whereas before you got this car, you didn't see them at all. And that is your reticular activating system coming into play because it's filtering out all the things that it seems that aren't important to you and focusing on the things that are. So it's not like there were any more Volkswagen Golfs on the road before you got this car. It's just that now you're more cognizant of the fact that there are more Volkswagen Golfs on the road. And so I do believe that the more you focus on things and think about things 
you're probably more likely to experience that. And that all comes down to a belief system level as well. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, like it's happened so many times. And I always go back to when, when I was moving to Australia and obviously I was moving to Australia. So that was really in my rounds. It was very prominent. Like I was doing a lot of research behind it. And it was getting to the point where I was like, what, like, what the fuck? So like anything I watched, anything I listened to, anywhere I went, Australia was. So like everyone on the chase, they were like, what do you want the money for? They're like, I want to go to Australia. And I'm like, what again? Another person? (laughs) And like, it got to the point where, and I still remember this because I laughed so hard. I was canceling my phone bill to move to Australia. And he was like, no problem. I'm just going to put you on hold. Guess what fucking song came on? Oh yeah, am I right? And I was literally like, what? I was like, I'm cancelling my phone bill to go to Australia and the tune that's been played is the land down under. And I was just like, amazing. My mind's blown. Um, so like, I think like obviously that, but, but you're, cause, because you're so aware now, if I wasn't going to Australia and I'd rung the phone company, land down under would have still been the song, but that would have just gone in one ear out the other. And I wouldn't have cared for it. I wouldn't have even noticed or even listened that it was on there. It was because it was in that filter. So, um, where were we going with this? I forgot now I'm on the story. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? Oh, from a psychological point of view, reticular yes. activating system. Yeah. So the reticular activating system plays such a part in it because, and this is why I like talking about the RAS, is because it's actually a it's actually a part in your brain. So it's not this like woo-woo, like untangible thing that no one can hold on to. Like it's an actual part of your brain that you're like, okay, well, that's that's physical science. That's like a part of us. Yes. And it plays a part in manifestation, which I think when people aren't explained to and it's like, what you focus on is what you get, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, okay like, crazy. It just, yeah, there's just like, there's no like, there's no like evidence to it, which I, I really like. And I know a lot of my mm-hmm. clients are like, I love how you work in that space because you base it with a lot of action and evidence from like a an actual bodily function point of view. So that's how I see it too. Me too. And I think that I'm not as, I don't want to say the word unrealistic about it, but for example, I wouldn't put, a Ferrari on my vision board, for example. I wouldn't be mm. like, I'm manifesting a Ferrari. I don't think that's how I would use law of attraction. Mm. I think I do it in more of a vague sense and usually for more of an identity point of view, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is by saying like, oh, I want to be a really lucky person. So I'm going to fill my mind with thoughts about how lucky I am and I'm going to look for signs all day to show me how lucky I am. And then I will feel more lucky and I'll actually be looking because of the reticular activating system. And they've done scientific studies on this. People that believe they're more lucky actually find opportunities that prove that. And they did an experiment with two, with a few, you know, people walking down the street. Um, Half of the group believe they're lucky. The other half believe they're unlucky. And every lucky, and they put down like a 20 pound note on the street and all of the unlucky people that self-diagnose themselves as unlucky miss this 20 pound note and all the lucky people saw it. Do you know, it's just things like that that I think are really cool and it just proves how smart our brains are in that what we believe is what we see and what we experience for the most part. 
For sure. Because you put on those glasses. Like I always talk about, you know, the glasses that you wear depends on what you see. So like, this is Yours obviously going to nice be glasses. on the real. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the real section for this podcast. Where'd you get those ones? Stay <laughs> Um, but you know, like if you have the glasses on of I'm so lucky, you then open and put those glasses on, you know, like it's the phrase, the rose tinted glasses, like, of course. Yeah. Like, yes, you're going to see things differently. And I find with my clients, a lot of the time things are literally like in front of your face. Like I say this so often, like there'll be something that's going to give you the million dollar business or that's going to give you the idea or that's going to give you the, the life that you want that's literally staring you in the face. But until you believe that you can have it from a subconscious point of view, and that means like belief system, identity, deep rooted subconscious, you will never see it. You'll never see it. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I talk about with this with my clients a lot. And actually, I had a call recently with someone. We were doing a lot of stuff on money mindset, and she had a, an amazing story. It was very personal, so I'm not going to share much of it on here. But essentially, she had something happen very traumatic in her childhood to do with her father, to do with money, and her whole life changed within an instant because of this. And I was, and she's been struggling in her business to bring in money. And I asked the question. I was like, "What?" bad things will happen to you if you make lots of money and straight away she came up with an answer and she was just like I could lose it all yeah like it would just go or it would go on debt or it would go on something else Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to ask yourself these questions so say if you are like trying to bring it you know create that career for yourself or if you are trying to manifest love or whatever it is that you want and you say okay say if I did manifest that job say if I did manifest a million dollars say if I did manifest that Ferrari whatever it is you want and you say okay but what bad things would happen and what maybe is my subconscious doing to try and keep me safe and not getting that thing because I'm so afraid of what will happen if I get it and I think that's always a really interesting question to ask yourself when you're Mm. trying to bring something in yeah for sure because that that'll be Mm. the blocker you know your subconscious is here to keep you safe and that's the the primal job you know like we've we talked about this a lot on the podcast so if it does feel unsafe if you haven't showed your subconscious how you would handle it that's another thing that I speak about you know how will you handle having a million dollars if that dropped in tomorrow? How would you handle having a Ferrari on your drive? Like, would you be able to have a Ferrari on your drive right now? Maybe not. Would you look after mm. it? Would you, you know, like all of these things, like the subconscious needs to know that in order to bring it in, which is quote unquote, why your manifestation is or isn't working. I know we've kind of gone back into the subconscious. And full circle. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, I love it. Cause I think it's yeah. the subconscious isn't spoken about enough when it comes to a sort of more mainstream law of attraction talk Mm. and perhaps it is kind of a slightly more complicated concept I suppose but I think it's important because I think a lot of people roll their eyes at it and myself included I went through a period where I was like what a load of shit what a load of shit and actually one of the main issues I had with manifestation is because I heard people say you manifest everything everything in your world is a direct result of your thoughts and your feelings and you've manifested it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sorry no, no. <laughs> like I still disagree with that. Yeah. Terrible, terrible things happen to really good, 
positive people and they didn't manifest that. Like, I think that's such a, and this is, yeah, it's just life. And sometimes it's not always that fucking deep. Like shit's going to happen, isn't it? And I just took issue with that because I also find another thing, I can feel myself getting on my soapbox, but another thing that I struggled with, with that is like the total ignorance of privilege. Mm. So me, white girl, straight woman, grew up in a fairly affluent country, grew up in Australia. Oh, yes, I manifested my dream business and I manifested traveling the world. Do you actually think that I had the same opportunity as someone growing up in India in a slum? Hell no. No. We are starting off at different playing fields. It's not saying that that person can't create that reality for themselves. Of course they can. But I have a massive leg up and I've got a massive advantage. And to to have the, the... uh, ignorance and the arrogance as well to be like, I manifested this without being like, yeah, okay, but you also had huge amounts of privilege mm. and you also had a good childhood, meaning that your subconscious mind is in a fairly good place compared to some people that had a lot of baggage from their childhood. Yeah. And, you know, and I grew up never wanting anything. Like, we grew up comfortable, so hugely privileged. And I think sometimes that's what annoys me about law of attraction manifestation is that people are like, whatever you think of, it's, it's your – it can mm. make people feel like things are their fault – yeah. And it can also put people in this like Shame. entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think like even it. like even looking at it from like a perspective of how I grew up versus how someone else who makes a lot of money grows up. And I know this is like yeah. this is ta- I I know I grew up in a privileged community and Yeah, had but someone's a always got a buy as well, don't they? But like I find a lot of coaches, business owners who are making a shit ton of money have grown up with a shit ton of money so it feels very safe for them whereas like uh, like I felt so unsafe around money because of my dad's accident we lost the house like we lost everything and those are where I took on my biggest beliefs and you know like I didn't grow up around that feeling like I could have whatever the fuck I wanted that was not a story that I had like at all and I think like Mm. I see that a lot with you know if you actually trace back to a lot of the coaches who are making a million dollar months and this is not disregarding the fact that they do this but they sell they sell on the million dollar months or they sell on that and you're like actually Mm -hmm. no like you've grown up in a place or in a belief that's gone you can do it boo like here's your Louis Vuitton bag when you're 10 years old like go for it and it feels very (laughs) safe it feels really safe for them so like I think it works in so many sectors does that make sense totally I mean every you're always more privileged than someone else and someone is always less privileged than you and I think that sometimes that's the thing with law of attraction manifestation it can oversimplify things mm-hmm. without looking at systemic injustice yeah you know yeah. it's it's like well I'm a white woman I'm not I'm very privileged compared to a black woman in many, many ways. And that's going to put me at an advantage in many areas of my life. So I will probably have an easier time manifesting that career or manifesting whatever it is I want, you know, and then there will be ways in life was, as you said, like I will be more disadvantaged than say a white cis male. And that's yeah. just how it is. So I think yeah. sometimes it can oversimplify things. And I think that's where I had an issue. I was like, okay, yes, I totally hear what you're saying. Like your beliefs create your reality, mm-hmm. but also sometimes your reality creates your reality as well. If I'm being and honest. your environment, your environment, <laughs> environment creates mm-hmm. your reality as well like it's yes. the th- and that's where I like I cringe like literally my toes curl when they're like 
I manifested this bag. And I'm like, no, you had the beliefs. You had the subconscious beliefs. You worked fucking hard. You went to the shop and you bought the bag. It didn't drop from the sky (laughs) into your lap. Like, don't bullshit me on that. Like, show me what you've done. And like, that has been probably one of like, I know integrity is very high up in both of our value systems. But like, I think like that, that feeling of people when they're like, I manifested this diary. And I'm like, no no like you show me what work you did I worked really fucking hard to create the business that I made I'm never gonna sell it that I just did it because then everyone's yeah then everyone starts to be like wow okay well you know like I'm never gonna be able to do that like I think there's just the language behind it and actually what manifest means for people I think needs to be clearer from person to person And that's why I tend to avoid using it because I yeah, find it I don't think I've ever well. used like, it actually. Yeah, and I sort of use it ironically. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll sort of be like manifesting, you know, <laughs> I'm manifesting this trip, manifesting big DE this weekend, you know. <laughs> like I'll always just sort of say it in a joke, but I would never yeah. just be like, no. oh, I manifested my dream holiday. I'm sorry, vomit in my mouth. I yeah. just can't cope with no. it. You know, like I it's could, I like, I go to Dubai in two weeks and I could be like, I manifested this baby. Like, this is my life now. And I'm like, well, no, what happened is I met Jack. He's a salesman and he works abroad. <laughs> so I'm going with him because he's going to Dubai. And luckily enough, I've worked really fucking hard to create a business that allows me to travel. That's what's happened. Exactly. <laughs> like, Based on all the subconscious work that you've done. Yeah, it's very pragmatic, isn't it? Like, not I'm quite so as sexy. More. <laughs> not quite as sexy, doesn't sell. But hey, but, I would rather that. <laughs> yes, the truth. The truth is sexy, guys, despite what people may say, okay? Yeah, and like I actually find, with all that aside, is that sometimes manifestation can be kind of fun. Like I do yes. quite like the silly element of it. Like yeah. I like having fun with it because I I can be sceptical of it and I definitely have found flaws and holes in it and I don't yeah. agree with most of thing, the things that these gurus say, to be honest with you. But that's all about critical thinking and I, I would encourage everyone, even yes. you listening to us, critically analyze us. Please. Even though you'll probably find that we <laughs> are correct. But I think manifestation can be really fun, can't it? Like you can yeah. be like, talk about your your oh, panda thing. Fucking the best still. And it love happened the story. other day as well. I fucking love this story. I tell it all the time. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> like I like to use the universe and I think the universe, God co-creation whatever you freaking say like for me it's the universe because I'm quite a visual person so I kind of see this like bubble of something supporting me especially when you have your own business and you don't have a boss and you don't have people to go to and you're like am I on the fucking right path I don't know let's go and yeah the universe does your like universe (laughs) yeah the universe taps in for my monthly meetings um (laughs) and so basically I was going through quote unquote, everyone goes through the hard, the hard time of biz, you know, one of those like Mm. rock bottom. And I was having like a plethora of panic attacks. I like couldn't show up to like group. I was in a group course at the time. Like I couldn't even show up to them without crying. If they asked me to speak, like I was just like, nothing's working. This is never going to happen. Like I was very stuck in that belief and lo and behold, nothing was working and nothing was happening because I was stuck in that story. And I sat on my bed in Australia and I was like, fuck you universe. You're obviously not working. 
you're not doing anything for me. So I'm going to set you a challenge and I'm going to make it the hardest challenge ever because I don't want to see this sign and I know I won't see this sign. So I'm going to make it really hard. I was proper like egotistical about it. So I was like, send me the sign and you can try this if you want to send yourself a sign, but send me a sign of a blue panda if I'm in going in the right direction. That was it. Just a little conversation. I was sobbing to death at this point. And what made you think of blue panda? You're like, send me a sign of a blue panda. (laughs) Well, with my signs, I always come up with the most random, probably the most hardest because I really like testing the universe to be like, okay, like show me that this actually is a thing. Like just show Mm -hmm. me because where Mm -hmm. am I going to see a blue panda? Where? You know, and I was just like, I'm yeah. going to make it as hard as possible. My last one the other day was a, as a yellow cactus. And lo and behold, I saw that one too. Um, but anyway, so that was on a Thursday. I sat down on the Saturday on the sofa. I'd got over the, 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 the crying. And we were like, had no clue with what to watch for TV on TV. Very randomly, I was like, I really just fancy watching Top Gear for some reason. I would never say this. Yes, I like Top Gear, but it would never be something that I chose. Anyway, we put Top Gear on and James, is it James May? I like, I might be wrong there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's, let's go, go with, with that. that. James May like started the program and it was really pitch black on the like, on the set. And he was like, guys, like this is what we're doing this week. This is where we're going. Um, and actually the car that I'm driving this week is a panda. And like my ears pricked up and I was like, okay. And I turned to... Dan who my ex and I was like if this car is blue I'm gonna fucking lose my shit (laughs) and the like sun came up and lo and behold what color was the car it was a blue Blue. panda and like from that moment on like I genuinely felt I was like you've had me a good in here universe here I am not believing you and you've shot and me. you would have also thought like and i remember like when i think of a panda i don't think of a car i the think animal. of an animal yeah i think most people would exactly and it's funny like that where you put it sometimes it comes in ways that you didn't expect exactly and i think that was the most profound bit of it because i was just like i imagined seeing like a blue panda teddy bear like that's what i thought like i would toy. see a toy mm. and like it was almost like the universe was like you didn't think you'd see it and you didn't think you'd see it like this and you think your life is going to work out in the way that you think it is but it's not because it's going to be a blue car that's a panda like it was just like a moment and from that moment really I've like really tapped into using that because I was just like that is too off the scale for me to to leave and not do anything with that anymore I just love it yeah I love that too and I know, and because the, the other week you also said, you were like, let's think of a sign for you. And I was like, okay. And I just said a dinosaur. I don't, yeah. I don't think I was very specific. And we were having a laugh because I, <laughs> I was indoctrinated from a young age, guys. I went to Catholic primary and high school. So I was like, I'm not super clued in on dinosaurs because mm. apparently it didn't happen according to the Bible, <laughs> despite well, the full on evidence of dinosaur fossils, but whatever. Um, anyway, and so I was like, I'm going to have a dinosaur. And then you're like, cool, I'm going to have a yellow cactus. And it was so funny because I was out with some friends and uh, my friend's husband like pulled up his sleeve and I had totally forgotten, by the way, about this thing and about the sign. And he pulls up his sleeve because I was like, oh, what's that? 
and it was a dinosaur skull. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Went down to the toilet, checked my phone, and Beck had messaged me being like, what the fuck? And you were out at the same time, and you took a photo of a yellow cactus. It was like a decoration, <laughs> wasn't it, in a, yeah. in, the, in a beer garden. And I was like, oh, my God, I just saw a dinosaur because uh, my friend's boyfriend, uh, husband, rather, just pulled up his sleeve. And we were like, that's insane. Like, it's, I, I find that really fun. Yeah. Whether or not it makes us slightly deranged. I, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sure. But there's that. I, it does. Do you remember the book that I told you to get the E2, E squared and um, E2 yes. and E3? Like, we'll, we'll link that in the right show here. notes. Oh, um, Pam Grout. I've got it Pam right Grout. here. That's the one for those watching the video. That's the one. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, like yeah. that's that's very similar. Like if you want to kind of have like a bit of a, a first go at these sort of things where you kind of ask the universe for signs or send something, like it's a really like beautiful way into understanding it a little bit more as well. I quite like, it. it's quite fun. Like I do it with my clients, like I did with the sign or there's a money, I do a money one where they yeah. have to like, you know, search for one bit of money every day or one bit of abundance and write it down in your notes. Like you can get quite, you know, you can have fun with it. You can get playful with it. I don't think it always has to be this really serious thing where you've got to no. journal every day and script. I think you can almost get too a little too obsessed with it. Yeah. it yeah. I think personally anyway. Like sometimes I'm almost like, oh God, I think people are really a bit too like attached. everything's a manifestation. And I remember once, yeah, it's too attached to it. And I actually remember once like something really bad had happened to one of your clients back, an old client of yours. Mm. And she was like, how did I manifest this? And you were like, you didn't manifest no. this. Like, yeah, this is this life. Is life. Yeah. Shit happens, you yeah. know? And I think like the, go on, were you going to say something? I didn't want to block you off. That was it. No. Um, I think like as well with the universe and kind of asking for manifestations or asking for what you want, the vision, a lot of the time it doesn't end up showing up in the way that we think it it would be. So for instance, the blue panda, right? I had this, you know, actual mm. image, this like clear image that it was going to be a blue teddy that's a panda. And it ended up being a car that was the panda make that was blue. And I think there's a lot of times where we like hold on too tightly to what we're trying to create or what we're trying to bring in. And we almost lose sight of that. So like I have a massive example again. On reflection, I have manifested quite a lot fucking hate that word but on reflection like things that I've thought <laughs> about We've, or said yeah. like I have brought in so like for instance I had this you've achieved lots of your goals I've achieved That's lots how of I've got to say it. <laughs> yeah true uh, but I had this vision of living in a house that had like silk uh kind of like silky drapes white on the window the breeze coming through um like it was a big part of my vision when I was going to live in Noosa and I remember we went on holiday to an island and I cannot think what the island is and I would recommend to never go Whitsundays one of the Whitsundays islands yeah I can't remember anyway it doesn't matter um we went on holiday and we got into the hotel room and the exact curtains white the door was open the breeze was flowing through and I was like oh my god I have literally brought that into my reality now it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like it's on holiday, it's not in the house that I wanted in Noosa, but it's still come into my reality, it's still true for me. And I think sometimes with manifestation, yeah. like we almost lose the sight of like, oh wow, I've actually got that. It doesn't particularly look like what I thought it was gonna look like, but I've done it anyway. And it almost makes people disregard it because it looks different. 
Yeah, you almost like create an excuse. You're like, oh, but that's not really not like really what I wanted. It. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes it's just being open to yeah to receiving it in whatever way it comes because again, yeah. I think that's such a metaphor of life, though, isn't it? It's like yeah. it never always looks quite like what you think. Could never. be better, could be slightly worse. Yeah. You just don't really know. Yeah. Um, and it's about having fun with it. But yeah, I think I've definitely um leaned more into it in the last year, and not, not in terms of like I want to manifest this, but in terms of like. Because I, I think I got stuck into the, oh my gosh, is this my fault that it's not happening? Mm. What am I doing wrong? And I used to start thinking I was doing things wrong. And that's why I was like, do you know what? Screw this. Like, I actually don't think this is doing anything good for me. So I sort of just let the whole thing go. But actually, what I think works for me is, again, looking at my beliefs on a subconscious level, looking at my identity. Mm. And then if things don't work out in my in my life, I know that it's not my goal that's not going to come to fruition. It's just that my goal wasn't going to come to me in that specific way. You know, so I don't, I don't necessarily, yeah, I'm not like, oh no, that it's not meant for me and I'm not going to ever like achieve this thing. I'm like, no, I will achieve this thing. It's just not with that person or it's just not with that client or it's just not that job or it's just not that X amount, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think like that's how I reframe it now and that's how I look at it and that's what I believe. Yeah, because it does come down to your subconscious programming and how you show up for the world and how you bring it in you know like I I I even sometimes Mm. hate using the word vibration but it's the only way that I can ever explain it to clients it's like you know whatever belief system and whatever thoughts and whatever language you're using again with the RAS system in your glasses you know you're gonna bring in a different type of experience or opportunities or your eyes are open differently and it is very much down to that like if you are gonna start or you do want to start quote unquote manifesting things into your life um start with your subconscious like like just like Katie said like how what bad things are going to happen how would it feel to have it how would I handle it who is the person who steps into that and really starting from there because that's when things happen without you noticing it it happens subconsciously because you haven't had to try it's already part of you it's already within you within the subconscious programming yeah and a lot of that is higher self-work as well again Mm -hmm. another word that sometimes I used to cringe at and now I'm like oh no I actually really like that I know your podcast is called higher self and me higher self and And I I. higher self and me (laughs) and me higher self and I (laughs) yeah and me is not is not a very good grammar doesn't sound very Um, good and yeah (laughs) yeah and I love that because sometimes I'm like okay what would the person be like how would the person act or how would the me act should I say that has the 10k months or that has that partner or that has that dream job how would she act what Mm. thoughts would she have Mm. and then being like right well I need to step into that then what would that confident person look like okay well she would stand up tall she would do her hair and makeup every morning she would take care of herself she would exercise regularly right those are the habits that I'm going to create and that that's going to help me step into being that person so I think when you do all of that, as well as was as well as I can't talk now, wow. as well as with all the subconscious reprogramming, then your reality can completely change, and your mindset is everything. I think your thoughts mm. are everything in terms of how you view the world, how you view yourself, how you find opportunities, the people that you connect with. It can really change your whole life, and that's to me that encapsulates how I view. Yeah. yeah. And I think the more you do that, the more that you tap into that, the more that you work on yourself and change your subconscious and then actually start collating the evidence. This is why I look for signs. This is why I tell my clients to do the money game that we play. This is why I like, like I'm always doing that because 
your subconscious, like even with you when you were skeptical, like if we'd done a few things that you had then seen evidence for, your subconscious is more like, oh, okay, maybe we could do this. Maybe this yeah. would change my life. And you need to collate the evidence. Like you need like, you know, the fact that I asked for a blue panda and within three days I'd seen it the same as the yellow cactus I asked for on a Monday. I saw it on the, on the thing, it was a Friday, wasn't it? So like all of those pieces are just evidence to be like, actually Beck, you know, if you do do the work on yourself and you do tap into the mindset and have the beliefs that stand you in that and take the action, most important, and take the action to, to get yourself there and step into that, that's me collating evidence so I can keep doing that. Yeah, and that is the biggest piece of it, isn't it? Okay, yeah. cool, it's all well and good having the belief. You have to take the action. Yeah. You have to take the steps towards you have to do achieving the whatever goal it is you want. Yeah. You gotta do the work, honey. You gotta you do, do the work. The work. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, yeah, I think that is a really good place that. for us to wrap up season one Aww. of doing our worst. Woo-hoo. Guys, we've had so much fun filming this season <laughs> and we have loved filming every single episode, recording every single episode. We love talking about this stuff. Like we've obviously covered some heavier topics, some lighter topics and some in between. And we look forward to coming back to your ear holes for season two in early April. We're thinking yes. we yes. still need to discuss this fully. <laughs> But we thank you very much for joining us. We love you all. If you haven't already, please. We love you all. If you haven't already, please make sure you give us a rating and review. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everyone. And we will see you all next season. Bye. You going to say bye? I did say bye. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> see ya. <laughs> bye. <laughs>